This is 52 Gifts, and I'm Bernadette, here to tell you about my big, little project to bring more smiles to the people in my life by sending them the perfect gifts. For birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, or mainly just because, this is where I share all the details with you so you can enjoy these 52 gifts, too. Hello, and welcome to the latest installment of 52 Gifts. I have a couple of cool gifts to tell you about this week, but before I do, I wanted to back up and remind us all, myself included, how this little project got started. If you're just tuning in for the first time now, I'm so glad you're here, and next week is our special halfway episode. And I'm sure you're going to enjoy what I have planned for that. And because we're halfway there, I just figured it might be a good time to revisit sort of the origin story of this podcast a bit. I had wanted to do something interesting and different with my consulting business. And so a couple of years ago, I had an idea to start a podcast. Naturally, since I have no experience and not a particularly good voice or any real important subject to talk about, (laughs) but I'm never one to let those little details deter me. (laughs) So at first I had thought of this concept for a podcast called Appealing. I thought I might take nonprofit donation letters and read them for the audience and maybe critique them a bit. Emails too, like any nonprofit fundraising appeals. I figured that maybe other nonprofits would like to hear what their peers are saying and how they're asking for money and what they're doing so that they could try similar strategies. Or they might hear something that they didn't like and learn from it. Sounds riveting, I know. But In all seriousness, I figured the audience that would be even remotely interested in this topic was minute at best. And so ultimately, I thought to myself, if this was a podcast, would I listen to it? And I was like, no, absolutely not. (laughs) So I just let that idea go. Maybe around the same time, I wrote to My Favorite Murder. They, you can write in with hometown stories, and they do these episodes called hometown shows. I might have mentioned that in a previous episode. But I shared my story of murder in my old neighborhood and suggested that maybe I would write a book about it or even start my own podcast about the story. And when I wrote in, I told them the story and I said, you know, this is so fascinating. Maybe I should start my own podcast. And do you have any tips for how to do that? Obviously, I mean, it's really hard to get any of your stuff read. Um, I think they probably get 50 zillion emails a week. So, um, you know, whatever. So anyway, but my story really is fascinating. Because in a few block radius of where I grew up, 
there were two high-profile murders, one which remains unsolved, I believe, to this day, and another one of my classmates ended up being convicted of murder in yet another high-profile case. And we're talking national coverage on these stories. Aside from being horrible tragedies, they were all a really big deal, and I just really hoped that my story would get read on an episode because these three big cases, though they happened years apart, seemed like a lot for one small neighborhood. Plus, I knew all of these people, so that felt extra crazy. Anyhow, like I said, they probably get four zillion requests a day, so that'll probably not happen. And with regard to creating a podcast about that story, I didn't know how I would go about it. And I also worried about upsetting the families. And I couldn't even conceive of trying to contact people to ask them about the story and talk about it. It feels super intrusive. And also, there's already a million true crime podcasts. So that idea went out the door, too. Then last fall, I received a bunch of different gifts for different reasons, and many were unexpected. And I was like, wow, these are great gifts. I should remember these and give them to other people. And then I thought to myself, you know, I really love giving people gifts. I wish I could just do that all the time, like as a job or something. (laughs) And then another part of me was like, well, you don't give that many gifts to people actually. And then I said to myself, listen, I don't think I like your tone. And besides, I think about giving people things all the time. When I see cool things, I immediately know who would appreciate it. And then I said to myself, yeah, but you rarely actually ever do it. What good are good intentions? And just when I was starting to think I was a real jerk, I realized I was right. So I thought, what if I did a challenge and tried to send something every week? I do a lot of challenges with myself, and usually they're fitness-based, Because it's a great way to trick myself into doing things I really want to do, but don't usually do. Like last year, I challenged myself to a running streak, and I made it 180 days in a row. It was really good, but logistically, it was really stressful. When you have a busy day or you're traveling, it's hard to fit in a run. Anyhow, I wanted to run every day, and making this challenge was a way to make it happen. But I got to my birthday, and I decided to take the day off, and then once the streak was broken, I just couldn't get it back again. Anyway, I thought maybe I could do a gift-giving challenge. And then I remembered my old appealing podcast idea, and I thought, maybe I could make a gift challenge project into a podcast. And I thought, well... It's not really business related. It would just kind of be silly. And then I got the bright idea to add in a nonprofit donation, which is also a gift every week. And I was like, hot dog, nonprofit people and regular people, because, 
you know, nonprofit people aren't exactly regular. Just kidding. Nonprofit people and regular people might like this kind of show. I mean, it seemed like the potential audience would be more than like seven, maybe even more than 20. And so I made a plan and decided to try it. I figured if nobody listens to it, at least I'll have a cool project to look back on and have it documented. Plus, I'm doing a little primary research for my consulting business because I track the responses that I get from nonprofits. It's really amazing how much opportunity is missed with new donors. That's how we got here. 25 weeks later, still trying to improve my skills with a Z and find the perfect gifts for the perfect recipients. Finding nonprofits has been a bit easier than finding people to give gifts to and finding the perfect gift. And making donations is also a really quick process. They're pretty much all online and it's just easy and you can do it in you know, less than five minutes. So that part of this project has been really easy to do. So let's get into it. The gift of the week is actually another twofer. And they were both for my husband who celebrated a birthday and Father's Day recently. For his birthday, I got him a Shibumi shade, which, besides being fun to say, is a really great beach shade thing that anchors into the ground and works with the wind. One of our friends let us borrow theirs on our last vacation, and it was great. The beach we go to is very windy, and this time it was even windier than usual, so the Shibumi was the perfect thing to have. An umbrella would have lasted 0.6 seconds in those winds. And the funny thing is, the only person who wants to sit in the shade is my husband. The rest of us are all catching rays when we're on the beach. But he is pretty vigilant about protecting his skin from damage and developing skin cancer because he has pretty fair skin. So he's the smart one. We have another beach vacation coming up, so... I thought the Shibumi would be the perfect gift. It's easier and lighter to carry around than a beach umbrella, and it works even in high winds. Shibumis are not cheap, I will say, but it may just be the last beach shade you'll ever need. Now, obviously, because it's not an umbrella, it, it needs the wind to stay up, so you do have to use it at a beach you can't bring a Shibumi to, like, a park or something, unless there's a significant amount of wind, it's not going to work. So usually the seaside winds are enough to keep the shibumi working. When we were at the beach, there were eight shibumis in a row in the section that we were sitting in. So they are for sure catching on. People really seem to like them. They're easy to set up and, you know, they look great. And they just keep a whole big rectangular section of area 
clear of sun for you. So you can sit under it and just, you know, enjoy the shade if if you enjoy shade, which I do not. The second gift was for Father's Day, and this was a portable chair. You know, the ones that fold up and go in a bag? But this one is also a rocker, so you can like lean back in it. Plus, I was able to find one with a canopy that can go over the top to block the sun or the rain or whatever. So this chair, it is a GCI outdoor sunshade rocker. I have been seeing it on the soccer and lacrosse sidelines all spring. And it's, I mean, you can see that it's different because it has like a, like a pneumatic tube kind of a thing, like a piston thing on the legs so that you can lean back. I'm probably not describing that right, but if you look this up, you'll see what I mean. And I've seen them around and I started talking to people who had them to find out, you know, what is this chair? Do they really like it? They, everyone was like, oh yeah, this is so comfortable. It's much more comfortable than the normal bag chairs. And the rocking feature makes it just so much more enjoyable because you don't have to sit totally upright. You can just lean back and kind of relax. You don't have to actually rock. You can just lean back. And I knew that some of our bag chairs were looking a little worse for wear. So I figured this would be the perfect gift. Plus, with the sun canopy, it's exactly right for John. Now, I only wish I had purchased two of them so that I could have one, but maybe I'll just get one another time. My husband is super tough to buy for, and so I thought that these two gifts were really pretty great, and they're things that he will actually use, and I think he really did appreciate them, so go me. This rocker chair from GCI is also not exactly cheap, but it's definitely high quality. It's really nice looking, and we have totally worn out our other chairs, so we're due for some new ones. Might as well replace them with these more comfortable options. And also the bag that it comes in is really nice looking. It's sturdy. That's not going to start falling apart, hopefully, for quite a long time. So good purchases all around, I feel. And now it's time for the donation of the week. This week, I made a donation to the Skin Cancer Foundation. Because this week's gifts are about being outdoors and protecting yourself from the sun, I thought this would be a great matchup. When I made the gift, I received an automated receipt right away, and it had some good information in it. One thing I was surprised to read was that two people die from skin cancer every hour. That was shocking. If it said like two people per day, then I figured maybe that was a little bit more, I don't know, expected. But every hour, that's a lot. On their website, they have a ton of information and resources about prevention, detection, and treatment of skin cancer. They also have a banner at the top that asks people to sign their petition 
asking the FDA to ban teen tanning. I actually can't believe people are still going to tanning beds. I did it back in the day a few times, but I feel like that was before we knew as much as we do now. And with the availability of self-tanning lotions and stuff, it just seems kind of unnecessary. Anyway, no judgment. I mean, I'm out here with no, you know, sitting next to the shibumi, not under it. So I'm just saying that the petition is there and you can go and sign it if you're interested in that. And just overall, the Skin Cancer Foundation's website is super great and they do a lot of really important work related to skin health and a lot related to education and supporting healthcare providers. So I was really happy to make my donation here this week. So I guess that'll do it. A shibumi shade and a packable rocking chair for my dear husband and a donation to the Skin Cancer Foundation. Thanks for listening and join me again next week. Please stop back because I'm going to have my special halfway there episode. See you then. If you liked this episode, I thank you for giving it a shot and I encourage you to share it with a friend. We can all use a little more positive content in our lives, eh? Also, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcast or Spotify and leave a review. If you have questions or comments about this week's gifts, or if you have suggestions for future gift ideas or donations, I'd love to hear them. Email them to me at 52gifts at BernadetteMac.com. It's the number 52GIFTS at BernadetteMac.com. And be sure to check out the photos of each weekly gift at BernadetteMac.com forward slash 52gifts or on Instagram at 52giftspod. You can show your love for this podcast by heading on over to BernadetteMac.com forward slash 52gifts and become a supporter. And 52 Gifts is produced and hosted by Bernadette Mack. Our writer is Bernadette Mack, with research provided by Bernadette Mack. Our editor is Bernadette Mack. Social media support provided by, you guessed it, Bernadette Mack. See you next week. Thank you, ladies.